Praise God. On Sunday, uh, um, on a, I think for some weeks now, I've been taking the subject, I've been taking uh, subject matters of the Spirit. Before I'm, I, I move on, um, can I have one or two people share what really stood out for them or a testimony from that particular teaching, Matters of the Spirit, a testimony from it or, you know, what they really got from it, from that teaching, Matters of the Spirit. Maybe something that really stood out for you, something you learned, something new you learned, or a testimony. Can I have someone? One or two people. All right. Don't press here. And who else? And who else? Say it, yeah. All right. Can we have it quickly? Thank you very much, sir, for this opportunity. So with matters of the Spirit, um, one of the scriptures that's actually got to me is when Jesus was actually talking to Nicodemus and gave a scripture where the wind blew it where it listed. I mean, sir, you talked about when we are praying, we should wait on the Holy Ghost for a strategy. Understand? And since then, I've been ministering to the Holy Ghost, and anytime I pray, I wait for specific strategies. And... And it's not necessarily has to be in, in the language we understand. It could be an action or it could be a, a specific sound. It's one of the things that I learned. And with the testimony said, I shared with you how my mom got saved from like that. I mean, it was within the period we were sharing the matters of the Spirit. And you know, my mom was in a room and all of a sudden she was with the baby. And before we realized, the baby was just crying, crying. And she was like, oh, let me take the baby to her mother. The moment she left, the room was on fire. Within five minutes, everything burnt. Everything burnt. Everything burnt. Wow. It is a testimony I always thank God. And I mean, I'm still using the teachings of the matters of the spirit to handle it. I share something with you. And I like the concept of the spiritual songs there for the war and all this stuff. I'm really grateful. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Um, so this is more like a testimony. So before um, the teachings of the matters, matters of the spirit, um, I had partnership targets to hit and all that. And I was always praying for long hours to hit those targets, like praying for long to call for the money. But after listening to the preaching or the teachings, and I realized that when I am broken before Holy Spirit and I'm intimate with him, he gives me a strategy to for the next, <clears throat> for the next, I plan or something. So, um, healing school and encounter lab. I wanted to give towards all these partnerships. That's like I wanted to partner with healing school and encounter lab. And I went to God. I was broken before Him, and I began to intimate to Him, and gave me a strategy to do something. At the beginning, I was scared because this person I'm going to talk to for the money doesn't like me to be in this church. So I didn't want to, but he told me again. And I went, it was my mom. I told my mom, mom, please, I need an amount of money to, for partnership. She said, okay. Then I was like, God, he said, 
as she texted, she just said, okay. And I went to sleep. The next morning, she called me. I said, how much do you need? And I said, I need about 3,000 Ghana, 2,000 Ghana CDs. She was like, am I sure? She wants to make it 3,000. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I just need 2,000 CDs. And she sent it to me. Please, next time, say 3,000. Next time, choose the other, the bigger one. Thank you. All right, so thank you, sir, for the opportunity. So, please, first of all, I want to say... You don't have uh, anybody from Kwa who learned it from Atelier, so don't stop singing. Yes, sir, so please, I learned one thing, first of all, that the spiritual realm controls the physical. It mothers the physical, so... If we are going to see things manifest in the physical, it's better if we operate from the spiritual realm. And one thing I remember learning was the mind is like a doorway to your spirit. So the wisdom of God, being God's word of God, that's God's word, it deters the wisdom of men that want to as well. So I learned that when you build your mind with the word of God, that's the wisdom of God. You stand and you have an advantage over the wisdom of men. and You're able to operate at a higher advantage over the realm of the physical. And I also learned certain stuff like in the realm of the spirit, material things don't matter. I learned other things like um, from principalities, when you thought on principalities and the third heavens, I got to know that there are three heavens. And one thing I also got to learn was the latter part of um, matters of the spirit where you shed on joy. I was going through certain stuff personally and after that joy, teaching it's catapulted me to another level but personally like he shared on healing school partnership when it was time to give for healing school i when i said the amount i was going to give at that point i, I didn't know how i was going to do it i didn't know how i was going to do it but uh, matters of the spirit i learned that the spiritual realm higher than the physical realm if i was going to operate there and i couldn't tell god what to do if i was to operate there and god helped me, I'll be able to do it. So with that, at least, I was able to do most of it. So, thank you, sir. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Thank so, you. So, um, from the matters of the spirit, what I learned was from wisdom. I said, what, what made Solomon stand out among all the children of David? It was, it was because of wisdom. When they were all trying to do other things, he sat at, under the feet of the Father and he, he, he got a lot of things. That's what helped him. And also, I learned about spiritual values, that there are some things in the space that carry values than others. The, the principal thing is love. That's why Corinthians 1 13, 13 says, 1 Corinthians 13 13 says that these three things abide forever, hope, faith, and love, but the greatest of them all is love. So as a Christian, there is one thing that if you live in your life, you don't know the Father, that is love. So yeah, that's basically what I learned. All right, powerful. Now, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. If you ever have the opportunity to be with God one-on-one, one-on-one, -on -one, <laughs> on -one, do you have questions? Do you have questions? I want to know, if you ever sit with God one-on-one, -on -one, would you have any questions for him? Right? No, I, I will have questions. I don't know about you. Would you have questions? You have questions? I want you to come and ask some of those questions. 
No, that's actually that's today's service. It's a question and answer session. Now, don't now you see, it's your it's your carnal mind, it's your carnal mind that will make you say, uh, okay, when I sit with God, I ask questions. And don't think you will get any answer aside the word of God. <laughs> you will not get any answer aside the word of God. So God has sent you to come and answer the questions for you. So, and every question, unless it's a stupid question. <laughs> All right, so let's start. Let's start. If you want to ask a question, let me see your hand. Ah, everybody say if you meet God, you have questions, say yes. Okay, you, you don't like me, you like God himself. <laughs> you are funny. <laughs> you are funny. You see, let me tell you something. Do you know why? Do you know why I emphasize a lot on teaching in services and meetings? Let me tell you why. It's because I have hung around a lot of Christians for long. Many. And I noticed that a lot of Christians' Christianity does not work. We've been in church systems for years. That you see there are some people, they are always in church. They are always coming to church. But nothing is showing in their life. Then there are some others too, you know, they've created, that was the, the reason for the topic matters of the spirit. If you really listen to that topic, you should not, I don't know how to put it, you should never be a victim. You should know how Christianity works. See, I've hung around a lot of Christians and it doesn't work for them. And because it doesn't work, I, I take my time to teach because... Jesus Christ said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. Then, he didn't just put it there. He said, come and learn of me. I told you, I said, if God enters a meeting like this, then mighty things begin to happen. We all fall down. You know, if God appears, everybody will all fall down. Roll, 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 roll. Some of them will go outside, shout, hold gates, come back. Let me tell you, after all that has happened, God will still teach. He will still teach. Because... It is the knowledge of God that puts you over. You see? The Bible says, through, through knowledge shall the just be delivered. It will really, it will really pain me that you will, be, you will be the type that comes to church and you are always coming for meetings and you're always speaking in tongues and yet you will not see the fruit of it. Then one day you say that this thing does not work. But it works. This thing works. For example, let me tell you something. A lot of people listen to the word of God in church and they just walk away. Do you take notes? What you don't know is that the notes you take in service, God can talk to you again with them. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah? You go back and open your notes. Okay, let me share her testimony. Let me explain to you something. The reason why some people's Christianity is not working, some is working. We all stay in a, in a meeting. It looks as though it is a particular set of people who keep having testimonies. Tomorrow's Rhapsody, I was reading tomorrow's Rhapsody, and Pastor talked about a moment of faith. Read it tomorrow, tomorrow's Rhapsody. Look, that is the thing. That moment of faith, that is the thing. That is the thing. There's something called inspiration. In a service, for example, in a meeting, when maybe something concerning faith and seed sowing is being talked about, that is the place, that is the time to immediately act. 
Some will leave it and go. And later, when the inspiration has waned, they try to still do the same thing. It won't work. So, people so see, you also so see. But you see that this is working. When I'm under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, I take actions immediately. You see, there are things that work because inspiration is a spiritual thing. The Bible says there's a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty giveth them understanding. The word breath over them means inspiration. So sometimes the Holy Ghost can inspire you in a service. Okay. Just to explain to you how powerful the services you sit in are and just that you don't apply. Let me put it. Let me explain it. One of our sisters over here got attacked with a heavy asthma. Okay. She was in the hospital. She was taken to the hospital to put on oxygen and all that. Now, the next day she called me. It was early in the morning. She called me and the thing had started again. So I told her, I said, where is the dress you wore for Super Sunday? She said, I know where it is. I said, go and pull it over your chest. And I prayed with her. After praying with her, they asked my lady left. You see, all this while, she didn't know that there was residue of power from Super Sunday in the dress. Listen, she, listen now. She will go back and go and wear it not with the consciousness there's something in it. You see, so God does a lot for you. You just don't know how to work with him. So on Sunday, I'm starting a new series of teaching, Walking with God. Now, for example, we're all in Super Sunday. Now, don't think that when I come for service, I'm coming to preach in service. I'm also attending service. Because sometimes I also listen to the same messages I preach. And as I'm listening, maybe I'm driving, I'm listening. I'll be speaking in tongues too. Because it is the word of God. I didn't invent it. This young lady who got the scholarship of $74,000, she was in the Super Sunday with all of us. She sat and she said, after Super Sunday, Monday, she called for fasting. Listening to the Super Sunday message. You see, she now took the, the, what she got in service, which is a raw material, she now went to process it. Laziness will rob you. it. So, God has been doing a lot. A lot is in the air. Okay, let me explain something about prophesying. Let me, explain let, let me take it a little scientific. How, how does a prophet come and he begins to tell you things you are thinking? What you don't know is that as you are sitting there, eh, your, your thoughts are emitting energy. He just has to catch it. It's not any miscutting. I was using this to explain something. I said, some people think that if a prophet comes and he starts prophesying the name of your mother and the name of your father and it is accurate, that means immediately it is God talking to him. So whatever he tells you to do is correct. No. That's how people's lives have been destroyed. Because he met somebody and the person prophesied correct, correct. So they think that it is God talking to the person. No. The person is only catching signals. So, your, your Christi- make up your mind that your Christianity will produce results. When you hear a message, take notes, go home, go and look at it again. Then process it. When I made up my mind that I will never be poor in my life, because I, I looked at the, the kind of background 
that I was coming from, my dad had money. He fell from the top to the down. You know that? Every, everything he had, he lost it. And, and I noticed that it was something that ha- used to happen. His senior brother, some went outside, worked for years. Came to build, you know, do different things. And at the end of all their work, they still come down. So I look at the thing and I say, no, I will have to secure my foundation on the word of God. You see? Otherwise, I'm also going that direction. So I also, when I, I, I put myself on, on messages, it's like tablets. I put myself on, Pastor Chris messages, there was this, this particular message, God's last word on finances. God's last word on finances. I put it, there's about seven parts. I put myself on it like tablets. I sit down. He said, incline thy ears to my sayings. There are sometimes you have to step aside from everything you are doing and listen to the message. So, I, I sat down with it, listening and listening and listening and listening. Sometimes the amen you say in church is enough. Sometimes it is not. <laughs> sometimes the dance you dance in church is enough. Sometimes it is not. Because we all have different issues. When you go to court, some, some, some cases, it's in a day, pan, pan, they give judgment. Some cases, how many years? Some cases are months, some cases are years. They will adjourn the case and adjourn the case and adjourn the case. The same thing in the spirit. You, you, you. Let me show you something. Jim. Jeremiah. Sorry, let's, let's, let's look at Isaiah's own first. Isaiah 49. Isaiah chapter 49. I, I want to show you something. Okay. I'm reading from verse 24. Look at it. He says, Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? Or the lawful, what's it called? It's called it the person a lawful captive. So there are some people, their captivity is lawful. So it's not a prayer. Uh, <laughs> is anyone here? Is anyone here? Did you come with a person? Come again. He said Sunday. Okay. <laughs> there was a, a case he was talking to me about. Okay. The person, um, let's say, was taking, I'm just giving an example, I'm not seeing the real case. Let's say the person was taking money from offering, stealing offering, years ago. Okay, and because of that, the person um, got a curse. <laughs> Bible says it is a fearful thing to fall in the hand of God. If you have a problem with the devil, the devil is uh, attacking you, you will go to God. When you are with God, who will you go? <laughs> it's a fearful thing into born in the hand of God. Now, look at it. Now, in a case like that, no man of God has the audacity to come and say be healed. He can't be healed. He's a lawful captive. He's in captivity lawfully. Are you listening? So, you have to go to the word of God and learn how to, you know, overturn that one. 
There are times we go before God in prayer and submission, we are guiltless. Oh, you pray, sharp, sharp. You are guiltless. Declare the, declare the case. There are times you go and you are guilty. And because you are guilty, it cannot just be prayed off and wished off. You have to produce your course. Are you getting So, make sure that this thing is going to work. Like, let me tell you something. I, I, I was with friends who were doing all sorts of dubious things. One of them, two of them are even dead. You know, when we finished SS, we needed, we wanted to be rich by all means. You understand? We, we went, uh, we've been to the, you know, St. Peter's plantation. We had been to the plantation to call something. They gave me something to bath. No, we were serious. <laughs> you understand? And there were, there were some, other, some guys. There was one called uh, Sweet. So, when you come there, uh, uh, giving him funds, when we drive to aviation, Sweetete, Sweetete, Sweetete. You understand? We have... So many, you know, things that we wanted to do with money. Different places we had been to. Like I said, two of them are dead. One of them, even the case came on, on, on radio. I don't know if you heard it. The guy, uh, he was supposed to bring and like kill somebody, okay? So he, he wanted to kill the taxi driver who was helping him bring something. So he told the guy to help him to enter the room. So the guy helped him to enter the room. I said, he was my mate. When the same dormitory is, the guy helped him, he just took out a knife and stabbed the driver. You know, that, that, that's the requirement. <laughs> Are you getting it? That was the requirement. So he stabbed the guy. But you know, there are some people, eh? they are just fearless. Because you know, fear kills a man 10 times before he dies. There's some people, because they are fearful, you start the, hey, the fear of the knife has killed them before the knife. But there are some people, they are fearless. They can see as a knife stabbed them, they can pull it out. That's the kind of person you're going to meet. So the person took it out and stabbed him back. And he died. He was my mate. Do you understand? So, now we finished school. My mates, we were all supposed to do different things to get money. They started doing it. I got born again three months to completion of school. So I left the thing. So they had to do it. So now, after school, these guys are going to make money. And I say I'm born again. So my born again has to work. Do you understand? It has to work because it will mean I made a foolish decision. If it doesn't work, I made a foolish decision. I should have just followed them to get money. Because in my first year of being born again, I used to work a lot from Caprice, you know, to Aveno. You know, when I'm walking like that, one day I was walking and one of the guys, Juvi, while I was walking, Juvi has made so much money, he was at Boomerang Nightclub, no Boomerang, Boomerang is jamming and the people is like that. Now, I met, I met, as I was walking home, Juvi was holding two ladies, going into a car, two ladies holding, only him. Now, now, I was behind, and I said, hey, I was wearing slippers, we were just from prayer meeting. David can't see me, he can't see me. You know, I had to dodge. No pressure at all. 
You know, you know, I have to dodge Juvi. I have to dodge. I, I, when I got home, I said, because at that time, the devil would try to make you, you see, you see, you see, you see. So I got home and I said, God, what works in this kingdom? They say faith. Okay. How do they do their faith? It's like this. Okay. I will put my heart, my soul, my everything to, because it has to work. That's why your Christianity should work. So, stop being lazy and don't think that you merit it. There was a, a, a lady who came to see me and said one time, she said, uh, that hmm, something happened to her. She was not expecting it to happen and it happened. You know, and she said, I said, okay, but it happened. She said, oh, but she, you know, she has lived with a lot of men of God. I said, that's nonsense. Live with a mellow man, so it shouldn't happen. Where does he say that? You can live with God in the same room, and the devil will come and slap you and go away. <laughs> and all God will say, Sorry, my daughter, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Are you listening? Are you listening? Are we not all breathing oxygen here? Yeah, we're all breathing oxygen. As though it is insignificant, but we are all breathing oxygen. That's the concept of God. He can be everywhere. Everybody, you know, we are all functioning in him. But everyone, but there are times wind blows. You feel that one. Yeah. That's experiential walking with God. So there's a manifest presence of God. And there's a presence of God. The presence of God is everywhere in the world. But the manifest presence of God is not everywhere in the world. So experientially, you can press certain buttons so that you can start walking with God experientially. And what I'm talking about is not shivering. Yeah, so people when they shiver, I felt God. I felt God. Because they are shivering. You know, if we take you to Poland, you will shiver too. So the shivering is not the difference. This thing has to work. Like I said, you, you take whatever has been prophesied to you, whatever has been said to you, take whatever it is, you take it into processing. You take it into processing. Make up your mind that your Christianity is going to produce results. So whatever they say works, works. Okay, so I listen, I said faith. Okay, they said this is how to do faith. And I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing faith. They say, another time you hear, it's faith, 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 faith. Another time you hear, you know, sometimes it is fasting. I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. Then I'll add that one to, I leave no stone on time. Before one of the programs, I, I talked to, I talk to the, the guys. I said, look, listen, it's not voice. You know how many people can sing? I told him, I said, go enter the bush. Be there. Be there. The basics never change. Listen, if you want to build a house, foundation, you cannot beautify foundation. It is foundation. The same with makeup. Foundation is foundation. <laughs> Nobody really admires the foundation. Are you listening? Nobody really admires the foundation. Those who do makeup, you know what I'm talking about. We don't really see the foundation. It's, it's under the thing, right? See, if, if you do only foundation and you walk on the street, what would we think? You know what I mean? They'll think you are mad, right? You just do only foundation and you're just walking on the street. Yeah? But you have to add other things and draw your eyes and all that. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Bible says that, the Bible says that if the foundation is destroyed, he said, what shall the righteous do? Pay attention now. He said, if the foundation is destroyed, he said, what can the righteous do? So, 
That is it. The foundation of our Christianity, no matter how much we try to beautify Christianity, the foundation remains. You see, like somebody say, no, maybe you go to then a rapping, rapping in a Christian rapping. Some people say that if we do more rap in Christianity, more people will be saved. That's nonsense. Is that to draw more people? It's nonsense. I rant nonsense. It's only the Holy Spirit who convicts men of sin. So no matter what you are doing, trying to rebrand Christianity, you can't rebrand. We're trying to rebrand and make it look enticing. The foundation stands sure. It has to be on the foundation of prayer, fasting, and taking time to imbibe the word of God. Take time. You see, don't... Sometimes, you know, I want to see this among you guys. So mostly my services, I don't focus on preaching. Preaching is easy. I can start preaching right now. Preaching is very easy. Oh, you will make it in life. Man, you make it in It's very easy. Preaching. <laughs> Prophesying is the easiest. It's easy. But I take my time to teach and to train you. Because you will need it to work with God. Are you getting it? Alright. So, Kenan, let me take your question. Thank you so much, sir. Um, sir, please, one time I was um, in a discussion with a friend and um, he said God created the heavens and the earth, but he didn't, like the Bible doesn't state anything about the planets other than the earth, like Mercury and all but, of that, but then they are in existence. So I didn't know, I didn't have the accurate answer for him at that time, so um, I was quite in a fix, so I, I, I wanted to ask okay, that. Okay, let me take the question again. He says... The Bible says God created the heavens and the earth, but he didn't, the Bible didn't mention about the planets and all that, but they are in existence, right? That's the question. Should I, I, I thought this. I mentioned this. They are the first heavens, the atmospheric heaven. Those heavens are in sight. And the Bible talks about stars. The Bible talks about stars. So it's on the heavens. That's what I said. The Bible says, and God created the heavens and the earth. This is earths, but heavens and earth. So the first heaven is from the cloud going, the atmospheric heaven. Do you understand? So the Bible talks about the stars, talks about the galaxy of stars, talks about the other planets, actually. So when they said uh, the planets were nine, it is, a, it is funny. God was laughing in heaven. Because the, you understand? God was, God was laughing in heaven that he said, Bible talks about, Job talked about it. You know, one of the books, the spiritual books, which has actually a lot of scientific basis is Job. Go and read the book of Job. When Job confronted God, on Sunday maybe I'll start talking about it. When Job confronted God, you know, and God came to answer Job's questions. He asked him questions. He said, do you know where the, the sun is? He said, do you know the cord that holds the sun? He asked him many questions. He said, do you know how the sea does not overflow its banks? Ask him so many questions. All these are in the heavens. They are the first heavens. Because the word heaven is not a, something that is like, um, uh, let me put it this way, like mystical and is something that is somewhere. No. The first heaven means high. 
So he made the earth, then he made other high things. So the, those high things are the ones that control the earth. Now, things like stars, they have spiritual connotations. Time will not permit me to go into that, but they have spiritual connotation. Everybody is born with a star. And the Bible talks about stars differing in glory. Everybody is born with a star. So there are more stars than we think they are there. Some people's stars are brighter and bigger. Say, so, oh, how can I make my star bigger? You can't. <laughs> yeah, you have to know the star ordained to you. Like, for example, John the Baptist's calling was to introduce Jesus. He can't do more than that. He tried to do more than that to advise Herod, talk against Herod, and his head was cut off. <laughs> there are moments, listen, there are moments he introduced Jesus. He should have packed all his disciples, followed Jesus, and continued the ministry. That, because his ministry had ended. Because he said, I am the voice that cries out in the wilderness. That means I, am, I don't have a voice of my own. I am an echo. So the moment we see Jesus, my ministry ends. Now, he saw Jesus and the ministry didn't end. He went to still continue advising president. Hey, you, you are doing this. His ministry has ended. So they cut his head and God didn't say anything. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, sir. Have I answered you now? So go answer the person. It's part of the heavens. That's the first heavens. Go to the third heavens. In the second heavens, I talked about, I said, where the principalities and powers live? I said, the devil and the demons, they don't live in hell. The only ones in hell are the supervisors. Because hell, let me tell you something. Hell is not the main place that the, the devil and his people go to. Hell is just a waiting place. The real place is a lake of fire. Hell is, hell is just, there are just pockets of fire in hell. Just. Some people think hell is not true. My friend, my friend, my friend. I've, I've answered. Next question. Okay, Nana. And thank you very much. And sir, please, uh, this is something I've been thinking of since I was a child. So let's say, just in case, uh, after rapture and everything, and then it's now time to take the devil and hell and uh, everyone to, like the people who follow Satan, to the lake of fire. And if the devil surrenders and says, God forgive me. He cannot. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question. It's a good question. It's a good question. Now listen, listen. Okay, you answer hell. So like, you see, God I think they want to answer you. God is so merciful and all that. Yes. Okay, let me explain. Let me explain something. God being merciful and loving, don't... Let me tell you something about God. On Sunday, I'll start working with God. God is merciful and loving, eh? But there is a side of God called judgment. You will be shocked. <laughs> let me tell you why. When... God is exercising judgment. It is necessary because he not exercising judgment is also detrimental to another person. You're only thinking about yourself that they should be merciful to you. But you don't think about how what you did has affected somebody. So, you don't excuse judgment at the expense of mercy. So, 
God, Bible calls him a, God is a righteous judge. That means his judgment is always correct. Now, Luke said, having had perfect understanding of all things, maybe when I, I perceive, you know, let me tell you something about midweeks and Sundays. Midweeks, I can perceive that your spirit pulls the teachings. Sundays, you can see that there are a lot of people who, who are not there. So it's difficult for me to flow. Not, I teach though, but I mean, if I can perceive that you are pulling one day, if I perceive that you are growing in the spirit, I'll teach you about the re- rectangle of God's righteousness. Now, there are, it's, it's like a rectangle, eh? There are sides. There is the mercy side of God. There is the faith side of God. Jesus Christ talked about it. There is the, the um, law side of God and there's the judgment side of God. It is called faces and faces. Okay, one day I'll talk about it. Now, in this particular work with God, God has, he put it in dispensations. Paul said, a dispensation of the gospel is committed to me. So, he put it in dispensation. Now, we are in the dispensation of grace. And grace came by faith. So, that is that side of God we are seeing now. Then, his mercy is everlasting through all generations. So, his mercy runs through. But now, we are in the faith side of God. So, the judgment side of God will come. And that one, he doesn't, you know, he, he won't look face. Because he gave men ample time and ample opportunities. Now, the devil, let me explain that. Angels are not a race. Men are a race, so angels cannot be saved. So the devil and other angels, it's not like it is impossible for them to be saved. Because what was found in him was not sin, it was iniquity. That's a different thing. So angels are not a race because they don't reproduce. Men reproduce. So, there, there could be a system God would take. Don't think, why do you think that God, God didn't appear one day and he said, all men, be saved. I am God, I can do all things. No. He had to create a system, come himself, be the judge and the lawyer, then go to prison for those who are supposed to go to prison so that judgment can be complete. So when the Bible says that we are the righteousness of God, we, uh, God was correcting the equation because God took responsibility for what Adam did. That's what people don't know. God took responsibility for what Adam did because over there, then, then, God should have killed Adam because of what he did. But his mercy was everlasting. So he had to allow it to continue so that he will find a system and he come and die in place of Adam. So it's a system. So the devil cannot, and what was found in the devil was iniquity. And so he cannot ask forgiveness. Under which system? Who will die? You understand? So there's not a system for it. Now, and there's something too about pride. The Bible says that when the devil sinned, all the light was taken away from him, so he cannot have sorrow for what he has done. Do you understand? That was the difference between the creations of, of God, that's Adam, men, and the angels. With the angels, the Bible says he commanded and they were created. He spoke and they were created. With man, he breathed into man. So there's something of God in man. Every man in this world has a conscience. So every man can be saved. I would say with the heart, man believes. Every man can feel sorry and repent, but not for angels. Have I answered you? Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you very much, sir. Next. Okay, carefully.
Thank you, sir. Okay, sir, I was having a discussion with some people, and they said God can talk to us through dreams. And, and I told them that it was only during the olden days that those things used to happen, but now we have the Holy Spirit, so God doesn't talk to us through dreams anymore. And one of them was like, before the explosion happened at Atomic, she dreamt about it twice. So is it that sometimes God shows you something? Let me explain. You see, you have to understand, for example, let me use this. Um, at, at what class did we start learning algebra? Class six, right? Right. Algebra looks complex, right? Hello? It looks complex, right? And it's a true thing, right? Like, if you start working algebra, it's correct. Okay. Why is it that when you were in class one, they didn't talk to you with algebra? Why, why didn't they teach you uh, algebra in class one? You won't understand. But it doesn't, doesn't nullify algebra. The real thing is the algebra, but they have to start with one times one, or two times two, three times, you understand? They have to start with that, so that later you can use it and apply it in algebra. <laughs> Are you getting it? So, understand that God is merciful. Sometimes, he, he, he tries to talk to people, and they don't hear. He has to sometimes come down to their level. Now, at the time he comes down to their level, he's still expecting them to grow. It's like you are playing with a kid. Are you listening? You are playing with a kid. And you may, sometimes you are running, and you know that you can run faster, but you behave like you are running, and the kid will catch you, then you fall down. You understand? <laughs> I get it. The kid might be thinking, this is all to my dad. Or this is all to my mom. Ah, my mom can't even run. I can run better than my mom. That's, that's what the kid is thinking. But you know that. You are just creating a platform so that he can relate with you. So, sometimes there are, like for example, God can say that. In the new covenant, he is not supposed to be talking to us through him. He said that our, our spirit, um, the Holy Spirit bears with our spirit that we are children of God. And he talks about the inner witness, the inward man. That's how God wants to talk to the New Testament Christian. But sometimes, because they are not um, uh, uh, advanced in the spirit, so he has to go through that medium. Secondly, I've told you that dreams can come to pass. I never said they cannot come to pass. But Jesus said, you shall have what you say, not what you dream. So your dreams are the mercy of your words. Did you catch it? Your dreams are at the mercy of your words. So when you see it and you don't like it, you cancel it. That's all. So because dreams can come to pass. Because dreams, there are dreams that are satanic night traps. Okay? They are satanic night traps. They, they, it's, I don't know if I should, I don't know if you get it, but in Africa, the kind of witchcraft here is blood, Right? In India, their kind of witchcraft is astral. They use stars. It's astral projections. Those, those things are dream things. Astral. Another time. Yeah. So, so it can happen. That's for that one, it can happen. And usually, if, some, if you notice somebody who has that kind of thing, whose dreams actually do materialize, you know what? It's supposed to translate into visions. So that person has something like a calling. The person might not be called to be a prophet, but he has something, like the Bible says, Philip had daughters who prophesied. 
They are not prophetess, so they prophesied. They are people like that. My mom's dreams always happen. So the day she says I don't like it, I cancel it. The day I like it, I collect it. <laughs> Have you gotten it? Yeah. So don't carry your dream to a man of God that should interpret it for you. That's, that's the advantage we have in the new covenant. There's no gift of interpretation of dreams. There's gift of interpretation of tongues. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Chelsea, then Pastor Claude. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Sir, please, um, since we still coming to church, you've been hammering on us to, like, grow and things like that. You've told us before that people who are born of God cannot die. People who are born of God cannot be oppressed by the devil, go to hell, and things like that. But then I've also heard you say, you said last week that Christians can go to hell. Christians can be oppressed. What I want to understand is, where you using the term Christian loosely to mean like somebody who goes to church? Or when you said Christians... It's not loosely. Let me explain. Let me explain. There's a difference between your state and your estate. Now, when you get born again, God said you are the workmanship of God in Christ Jesus. Let's say this is Benchmade. Or let's say this is Samsung. He says this product is Samsung. It is made, listen now, it is made in a way that let's say this is waterproof. So they've written by it waterproof. So if this thing falls in water, it shouldn't get spoiled. So that's a Christian. The workmanship of God. So on, on, on that person is written God. You understand? It's a God person. It's, it's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to die. That is supposed to happen to him. But let's say they say it's waterproof. Then someone creates a hole. The water enters. What will happen? It will still get poured. Although it was because so there are things that you don't allow into your personality as a Christian because it will make the workmanship that God made backfire. So and I, I gave you the things that will take a Christian to hell. I told you those are the spiritual sins: pride, bitterness, unforgiveness. I was just against such. You know, uh, when you come to, well, another time. At that time. But get I want you to get it well. All right. So um, it's not an excuse. Say you're a Christian, so you can be bitter, you can be unforgiving. No. But John, John made it more clear. He says, the one who does not love his neighbor, he said he does not abide in God. Simple. He said he does not have eternal life. What is he saying? Do you understand? Yeah, so get what I'm trying to say. Pastor Claude. Follow-up question on that. If you let Pastor Claude finish, I'll, I'll take it. Go ahead. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, so I've read a few books about the, the gift of discernment, and I, I realize there are sometimes contrasting views on the operation of that gift. So I wanted more clarity because some people say, so I think... All right. The gift of discernment is, is not, like some people say, I designed something. I designed it. Okay, then it happened or it didn't happen. No, that's not the gift of discernment. The gift of discernment, the Greek word there means the ability to see spiritual things as they were. Now, there are three kinds of visions. There is the Mara, the Haza, and the Hazo. Now, 
When you read the book of Isaiah, Bible says in Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah saw a vision. Chapter 2, he saw a vision. Chapter 3, he saw a vision. Chapter 4, he saw a vision. Chapter 5, he saw a vision. Chapter 6, he saw a vision. Now, English puts it vision, 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 vision. But in the Hebrew, it wasn't so. Chapter 1 to chapter 5, it was a Mara. You know, it was a Haza. Haza means he saw the vision, but he didn't see with his spiritual eyes. It's like he perceived something. It's like he felt it. Like, how many of you, like, You've not seen spiritually, but it's like you can tell somebody, I've seen something. Do you understand? How many of you has ever happened to you? It's like, although you didn't see a vision clearly, but it's like you have seen something. So, that's what Isaiah was seeing. And most prophets start like that. They are called impressions. Now, in chapter 6, Bible says, in the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the glory of God. That particular vision was not impression now. He now saw for the first time a clear vision. So when you see a clear vision and you see demons, you see names. Sometimes, like last night I was praying with a young lady. I was praying. While we were praying, the Spirit of God, uh, the angel, the angel who works with me in prophesying, when he appears like that, you know that keys will open. So, he appeared in about the 20th minute of the prayer and carried me to Togo. Now, I don't know Togo, but when I got there, I knew it was Togo. I entered a house in Togo. I looked around. And so at the time, in all, the vision I've seen is like 20 minutes, but I'm, I'm talking to the person and I'm saying everything in less than a minute. Have you ever dreamt the dream looks so long, but it was very short? Yeah, that's how it is. Visions, it doesn't have time like that. So I saw everything, every teaching, everything, everything. And I came back, I told her, okay, who is from Togo? What is the, she was screaming over the phone. Do you understand? Now, in discernment of spirits, you see and you hear clearly. For example, if I'm going to prophesy to somebody and say, your name is Juliana, I will have to hear clearly because I can't guess. What if I say it's not Juliana, I just have to and draw, you understand? <laughs> because, let me tell you something, when you are hearing in your spirit, listen now, when you are hearing in your spirit, sometimes other voices join. So other voices will be joining, you'll be hearing. Maybe like you want to exercise prophetic gift, then you come to this person. Maybe his name is Jeffrey. Maybe the first name that will come is Jeffrey. But after that one, other voices will come. Kwesi. Kwesi. John. Fokuo. Different, different ones, different names will be passing. I, I remember a, a guy. I know the guy was trying, but you know, you know, he, was, he said he was prophesying. And prophecies were not going well, but I was sitting back uh, behind. And they introduced me as a musician. And he is a prophet. So me, I just sat down. Okay. So he, he is prophesying. Then he called somebody. Now, this one, you can see that this one, yeah, it is environmental prophecy and psychological word of knowledge. You saw the guy say, the guy has a mark over here. Me who say uff enough? I say, see me uff enough. Now maybe listen. Now maybe if it was me and I was the guy, I'll protect the image of the prophet. Say hey, later I'll tell you, prophet man, yes I do. <laughs> but this guy, oh, he doesn't know anything. So me who say uff enough? I say there be me uff enough. Oh mommy, I say there be. Oh papa, on video, on the Kocheki, who dey kocheki? I said, "Cut check it, baby, baby, baby." 
prophet, that ain't me. I nearly laughed. But you know, I was keeping a straight face. Mm. Praise God. 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 Hallelujah. All right. You know, when I started talking about this, I want to prophesy, but I know. <laughs> I was like, the, the, the thing is doing me, prophesy, prophesy. Next question, next question, next question. So, thank you for this opportunity. So, uh, just like how Chelsea said, you know, you know, we are still in our season of mind-blowing testimonies. During the time we had the midweek at Africana, Jeffrey came to see me after service. He was just sharing a testimony with me outside. Let me just share the testimony so that you know. You can be alert in your spirit. You know, anything can happen. He came to me and said, the, business, the company he works in, the business they do, you know, they've not had business to do in so many months. And like, money is not coming. Every, almost every contract they're about to get, almost about to get, and they lose it. Almost. That thing is a certain thing, B. You know, almost. The syndrome of almost. So he came, after the service, he came to see me with the seat. The company emptied their whole account and brought it to me. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good thing. The prophet will collect it. I will never tell you to take it back. Forget it. No pressure at all. No pressure at all. Hey, this man of God, they brought him a very fat envelope and he collected it. Should I show you a scripture? Should I show you a scripture? Ezekiel. Okay, Ezekiel 44. Are you there? All right, so look at it. I'm reading Ezekiel 44. I'm reading verse 29. Look at it. He says, And the, uh, um, they shall eat the meat offering and the sin offering and the trespass offering, and every dedicated thing in Israel shall be theirs. Okay, the next time, all, the, all those at the back there, I'm going to walk you out. Mark. They shall eat the meat offering and the sin offering and the trespass offering and every dedicated thing in Israel shall be theirs. He's talking about the priest. Then he says, he said, look at it. He said, and the first of all the first fruit of all things and every oblation of all, of every sort of your oblation shall be the priest. He said, ye shall give unto the priest the first of your dough that he may cause the blessing to rest on your house. When, when the priest speaks over your house, the blessing just hangs. When the offering gets to the priest, the blessing rests. So he brought it. After he brought it, 
for sharing the testament with me today. They just landed a major contract. Praise God. Now, the word of God is to be applied. A lot of people like hearing, go and apply. Go and apply. We talked about joy. You wake up in the morning with it. Stare it. Stare the joy. Stare the joy yourself. You might wake up in the morning not feeling it. No, that has nothing to do with feeling. Graduate from the feeling Christianity. Come to the place of faith. All right, I'll take one question and we, I'm going to pray. Then we close. Okay, quick, 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 quick now. Did you ask your question? Okay, I'll still take it. Thank Go you, ahead. sir. Fast. Um, you said some time ago that a believer can be possessed. A, a believer can have a demon. He, he, can, he can have a demon. doesn't mean he's possessed. And no, he no. can be oppressed and suppressed, but not possessed. But can have a demon. Yeah. One, how can a believer know he or she has a he demon? He has a demon. Okay. Give me, give me some. Right. And secondly, can a pastor or a prophet have a demon? Yes. And no. When be a pastor and be a prophet, and I was like, let me tell you something. It's, it doesn't mean he's mature. Like some people see pastors and think that he, that means he's mature in the spirit. No, it's only a calling. And how does the calling come? Jeremiah, he said, from your mother's womb, I called you. That has nothing to do with his maturity. So every pastor is responsible for his own maturity. And that's the problem. The Bible says, woe unto you, city, when your king is a child. That's why a lot of, of churches, the, the, the brethren are suffering. Because their pastors and their prophets are, are spiritual children. But they are called. See, so there will be a conflict with the height of the calling and their personal development. Are you getting it? You see, so giving attention to your maturity is very important. So some people, you know, because they are doing, there are some people they can heal all kinds of disease. When sickness comes to them, they don't know what to do. Because it's your calling, with, with your calling, you are praying for people. But with your personal development, it's for you. So, with a calling, you can pray for people, they are all healed. Then, something attacks you, then you are crying. You're also going to look for someone to pray for you. And it's like, the anointing that you pray for the people cannot work for you. It is your personal development and, and, and stay on the word of God that will save you. So, Paul said, he said, I put my body under subjection to what? The word of God. He said, so that after I have preached, I will not become a castaway. So, there is after, there's after stage life. Like, after, there's after puppet. After puppet, I also face my challenges. The devil will not sit there and say, the pastor, leave him alone. No. I say, smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So, the devil looks at all of you, all your problems. He has to go through me first. Understand? So, I also have to stay on the word. This, I'm not faking this. They, they've been in my house. I'm not faking this. I'm, I'm constantly listening to messages, praying. They've been in my house. It's not, I'm not like, when I come here, I'm looking spiritual. No, that's my life. Do you understand? Because I also have to develop. I can choose to sit down, sleep, sleep, sleep. Now come preach and say, hey, the Lord is here. The Lord is will be what? <laughs> so, no, so um, the a pastor and a brother can have. Now, how do you tell? Maybe this is not a topic for today. There are indicators. Now, it doesn't mean you're a witch. You just have a demon. And the demon is 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 worrying you. Now, check it. If you have depression constantly, it's one of the signs. There are signs. 
Okay, like a sickness is not the main thing. Let me put it for example. If you have a headache, the headache is not a problem. It means there's a sickness. So the headache is a sign that there is a sickness. Are you getting it? Then they'll go and check and they'll say, maybe he has malaria. Are you getting it? So there are signs with which you can tell if a man has a demon or not. So there are signs. Now, so I've answered your question of the pastor prophet. They can have. Understand? And some, some too, it's um, crave, desire for something that God is not ready to give them at the time. They want to see something in the spirit. They want to see something in the spirit. They want to see something in the spirit. Then, because the Holy Spirit was not ready, now a familiar spirit comes in. Familiar spirits are just like they no, that's what's called familiar spirits. They are just like them, the Holy Spirit. They will operate that way. You will hear name and say, you understand? You will be functioning as though it's the Holy Spirit, but it's a familiar spirit. No. So, how do you operate without getting involved with a familiar spirit? The word of God. The word of God. Any pastor, prophet, teacher who does not bring all his emphasis on the, uh, the congregation on the word of God. When you see a pastor who's always talking, me, 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 he's, uh, he's about going away. But when the, the man of God directs everybody to Jesus and stays on the word of God with the evidence of the Spirit, that's a sure place to be. You will grow. Last one. Okay, I'm crying and I'll take my photo. Okay, sir. Um, in the book of John, it talks about he came to his own, his own didn't receive him, but as many as received him, give them the power to become the sons of God. Does it mean Jesus came to die just for the, the Jews? No. That scripture says he was in the world. Listen. He said he was in the world. The world did not receive him. Now, which world was he talking about? The whole world. He said the world did not receive him. Then he said, from the world, because you read the scripture, it says, he sent a word, he said, enlightened upon Egypt. You understand? So, God, when you read the book of Romans, it talks about how the invisible things of this world, because of the time, I'm trying to rush, I would have shown you all those scriptures. But Romans chapter 1, he said the invisible things are made known by the visible, and vice versa. Do you understand? The invisible things are known by the, in, uh, by the visible, he said, and even his power and Godhead. So, the, God put an evidence of Christ in all creation. Do you understand? Yeah, he put an evidence of Christ in all creation. So, all men actually don't have an excuse. There is a way God reached them. If God said he reached them, then he reached them. Okay, that's one. Then he says, after the world, he said, now he came unto his own. His own did not receive him. That one is, is another thing. Jesus Christ, when he came, he didn't say his calling was to the whole world. He said his calling, listen now, his calling was to the lost sheep of Israel. So that's why he refused to heal the woman, the Samarian woman who came with the daughter. He said, I cannot heal you because I'm a, you're, a, uh, you're a Samarian woman. He said, and we don't give what is holy to dogs. Who are the who are dogs? Those who are without Israel. Now, it was necessary that they rejected him because God had a covenant with Abraham says, and to his seed. So God had a contract. The contract cannot be broken from God's side. It has to be broken from their side. So when they rejected him, God can now walk to everybody. Because of time. Hold on. White food, white food will cry here. 
Thank you, sir. Sir, please, you see, Chelsea asked the question about men of God or people, Christians, and they dying and stuff. Sir, you see, at times, maybe men of God can see that they are severely sick or maybe they have a sickness. Is it to humble them or something? Because I've seen some men of God being fit and they refuse to go to the hospital. God, and they let me die. Tell you something. Yeah, they will die. Now, <laughs> now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There was a time... There was a time one of the leaders here called me and said, when I shared my testimony of the, of the when I had a cancer, I used the word of God to clear it. Now, one leader kept, um, said, you know, she was getting a growth. Okay? She said she was getting a growth. And she, she tried to use her faith. The growth was just getting bigger. Okay? Let me tell you. The moment, the day she came to talk to me about it, I said, go to the hospital. You know why? If it was faith, you would not come and talk to me. You have to know when it is faith and when it's not. Now, faith... Now, I was telling some people, I said, faith is like building a mu- muscles. You have to start trying it on your code. You know, amazingly, before the cancer came, I was trying my faith on, because I hate code. I was trying my faith on code. When code comes, I put my hand on it and say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, die! Sometimes it will not work. Sometimes it will work. Now, while it was working, I was now learning it. So the time the cancer came, I had mastered it. Don't think faith is something mystical. Okay, we all, don't you think I have faith? I have faith too. But why I mean that I said that next week, someone will receive one million dollars. I won't say it. Because I don't, I, I, the level of your faith, whose level of faith can handle that thing? Do you understand? So, because faith is like lifting of weight and uh, handling muscles, you understand? I had to try my faith. There were times I tried my faith on 100 Ghana CD. There are times I tried my faith on 1000 Ghana CD. When I mastered it, I moved up. I mastered it, I moved up. I must say, there are some monies I can call. I can call them here right now. They will appear in the next 24 hours. But there are some monies if I call, it will not appear. I will have to do some more. Do you understand? So you have to learn to understand how it works. So there are some people, what they are doing is not faith. It is fantasy. You understand? So it will go. It will go. The moment you find yourself talking those stupid language, you cannot, it's not faith. Faith, now, now, listen now. Faith is not denying the fact. Faith is denying the ability of the fact to have power over you. So, the moment you start saying things like, you are having a sickness, I don't have it again. I don't have the anything is still there. No, you are denying the fact. You are in an error. So, so, you have to learn how faith works. So, get materials on faith. There's people that don't have materials on faith. When I want to act my faith on something, the first thing I need to do is to go and start getting messages on it. You see, that's why some people get the error. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is not a mental ascent. Say, hey, hey, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You, you, you die like that. Do you understand? So, when I, want it to, when I want it to hit, when I want the faith to hit, I go for, for, for messages. There's a message by Pastor Chris. How to take possession of what belongs to you. Oh my God, I can sit on that message. It's just blowing. At the time it's going. At the time it's going. At the time is entering, entering, entering. It can just hit my spirit. Once it hits my spirit, I wake up like this and I stand up. I know that I have it. Nobody can convince me I don't. And I don't conjure it. It hits your spirit and you know that you know that you have it. So at that time, your confession is not to get something. Your confession is just declaring what you have already seen. Do you understand? Now, when you speak, you speak something and it doesn't come. Okay, that means you did not apply faith. Now, let me teach you something. Let you have a relationship with your own spirit. Can you tell when there's an unrest in your spirit? Can you tell? 
when there's an unrest in your spirit. Yes. So when you speak and you are unrest inside, you know that what you said has not happened. No, say they said that anything we say will come. No, there are sometimes you speak. What did Jesus Christ tell the disciples? He said, How be this kind word not out but by prayer and fasting? So there are sometimes you speak, and what you have is like trying to use um, a, a 15 kV generator to power big sound. It's a generator though, but it cannot power it. So some people, you, the power you are generating cannot handle the issue. Bible says that. Elijah was a man of like passions as we are. He said, but again he prayed. He said that effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, he said, availeth much. The Amplified says, makes tremendous power available. So anytime we pray, what we are doing is not to get God to answer. We are just generating power to speak. So when you are speaking in tongues, you are generating power. That's something that you feel something inside. You feel something inside. You are generating power. Then some issues are bigger. Like for example, I went to pray for a, a guy. He was in a wheelchair, okay? When I laid hands on him and I prayed for him, he stood up but he couldn't walk. If it is God who is healing the guy, why would God do partial? He can stand up but he can't walk. No. So, the guy stood up because the power I have generated can handle the standing up. He cannot handle the walking. So, I'll have to do some more. So, when you speak, say, I receive. You need someone to say, I receive thousand Ghana seed in the name of Jesus. Check your spirit. You know. The moment you start feeling like oh, you are doubting, you are doubting, then you know that, no, you don't have the thing. So what do you need, what do you need to do? Go and get messages. Now, the message is while you are bathing, it's plain. While you are washing, it's plain. Just let it be plain. Let it, it will enter. Take time. Take time for the word of God. Because it will make you a master. Oh, it will make you a master of circumstances. No, don't just listen. be there not be listening to just any junk because your spirit is, is eating your spirit is eating so when you are there let messages be plain let be plain put them on, on cue let them be plain you might not understand in the beginning let it just be plain you are sleeping is plain you wake up is plain Deuteronomy chapter 6 I'll close with that on top of all the messages of Pastor Chris now I'm going to make most of those messages available in church now there are pen drives you can buy there are, there are books going to make all of them available from Sunday. When you come, instead of you using your money to go and buy, you know, chicken and something, you know, buy books. Job said, he said, I have esteemed thy word above my necessary food. Buy books. When you get that, you get, give me that book, give me that book. You're going to sit on the book so that the situation that you are going, you are going through, you're going to generate faith for it. Don't just sit down and say, I've gone to church. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. There's no fine. Say, all oh, this thing. Now, they make it available. Download it when you are there. Sometimes the ones I preach in church, I listen to them myself. And I'm listening and I'm speaking it. Like the one um, last Sunday's own. When I talk about glory. I was driving. I didn't know police was a Glory! When I got in front of him, I just... Ch- Raman talk about... Say, pass, 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 pass. 